I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. Thinking Sideways is not brought to you by goats, but only the tame ones. Instead, it's supported by the generous contributions of people like you, our listeners, on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash thinking sideways to learn more. Thinking Sideways. I don't understand. Stories of things we simply don't know the answer to. Well, hey there, and welcome again to another episode of Thinking Sideways. I am Steve, of course, as always, joined by... Devin. And Joe. Who looked confused. Joe did, or I did. Joe did. Yeah. He was, oh, it was like he forgot his cue. I yeah. forgot my name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, this week we have another mystery for you, as always. But before we get into the mystery, got a little bit of something that I wanted to share with everybody. What I wanted to go uh, talk about was something that we're going to be doing for about the next month or so. Uh, anybody who's listening to this podcast knows that we've been doing this for three years straight. And other than a couple of holidays, we really haven't ever taken any time off. Well, and we re-record those episodes. We've put out an episode every week for three years. Right. And <laughs> so we're, we're always doing research. And it's the summer, and we're a little tired. So we've decided that we're going to dial it back a little bit. 
Now, that, that doesn't mean that we're not going to be putting out episodes every week as normal, because we will. But for what we're going to dub the Summer Series, we're going to take on some of the smaller, easier mysteries for a while. There's yeah. a ton of those out there, by the way. There are. And there's, the episodes are still going to be probably pretty close or normal-ish. You know, they're not going to be the two-hour epics. But... Well, we'll pad them out as much as we can. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, what that's going to allow us to do is we're going to be able to, to recoup a little bit and at the same time start working on some of the bigger stories that we've been wanting to do, but just haven't had the time. Yeah. Because yeah. I've just I, been too lazy. Yeah, well, it's it's like, I know you're working on that one. Yeah. And, I mean, I have been literally since we started. And, and, I just and Joe, you're working on that other one. I am. And I've got that thing I'm looking into, so yeah. yeah. Tons yeah. of time. Don't worry, we got it. Yep. Yeah. When I'm done sunbathing, yeah. I will look into that thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, my tan is perfect. <laughs> so is mine. My, yeah, my other one, I've been working on that for like two years now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Off and on, not not constantly. Yeah. yeah. Well, now you get a chance. So yeah. we're going to go ahead and do that. So now you know what's going on. Yeah. Summer series. Woohoo! Summer series. Yeah. So on to uh, today's mystery, which was suggested by Kane. Today we're going to... Uh, so let's go ahead and get back to the mystery, or get into the mystery, I should mm-hmm. say. Today we're going to be talking about the Kelly Hopkinsville encounter, which is a purported extraterrestrial encounter, or an E.T. encounter. When did it happen? It took place in 1955, uh, specifically on August 21st of 1955. Uh, and, and I haven't done one of these stories for a while, so for anybody who uh, doesn't remember, I always like to give you the fullest version or the most inflated version because that's what you're going to find out there on the internet. Yeah. 90% and, of the time, yeah. And then we'll roll back and we'll clear up some details before we get into theories. Our story takes place, as I said, on the 21st of August, 1955. It was in the evening, and it took place between the towns of Kelly and Hopkinsville. Hopkinsville? I'm going to butcher that every time if I'm not careful. Hopkinsville, which are located in the southwestern portion of Kentucky. And really, Hopkinsville is... The town. Kelly is really just kind of a small residential area. It's an unincorporated... Yeah. yeah. Wide spot in the road. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. basically. And our story is going to take place in a rented home. It is the home of Glennie Lankford. I would not want to rent to these people. (laughs) Why? Oh, you'll find out. Okay. Um, so Glennie Lankford, uh, on the night in question, had her entire family over for dinner. She had her three young children, which were Lonnie, Charlton, and Mary. They Charlton. Were, it's the 1950s. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you were expecting the character from the Fresh Prince of Bel- Bel-Air? That's that Charlton? Charlton. Ah, okay. I'm, I'm just going to let it go. <laughs> You see what happens when we do fun stories? We get weird right away. I don't know. You guys do anyway. Yeah. Okay. So those three were very, were younger children. I think the oldest was 13, if I remember right. Okay. She had two older sons who were from a prior marriage. Uh, one of those sons was Elmer Lucky Sutton and his wife Vera. And then the other older son was J.C. Sutton and his wife Aileen. Uh, Aileen's brother was also there. His name is O.P. Baker. And last but not least, they had a family friend over by the name of Billy Ray Taylor. And Billy Ray's wife, June, was also there. Boy, that's a lot of people. Eleven. Was it a big big house? I don't know. Mm. Uh, It it does not look to be a small place. Okay. 
So I'm sure that it wasn't as if they were all crammed into one teeny room to try and eat dinner. But that's where they were. They were over to have dinner that night, apparently. So according to uh, the, the legend or the story, however you want to say it, the Taylors, so that's Billy Ray and June, along with Lucky and his wife Vera, were all traveling carnival workers. Mm. So yes, we have aliens and carnies all in one story. It's just like American Horror Story all over again. It is. It's perfect. Uh, so they were they were just like carnival workers. They worked the rides and stuff, right? They weren't like sideshow or anything like that. Uh, no, they were not sideshow attractions themselves. I believe they yeah. were just plain plain workers. Okay. And what exactly they did, I've never been able to locate. Sure. Yeah, uh, we don't care. <laughs> yeah, probably. They're probably dead by now anyway. Um, so, according to the story, 7 o'clock at night, Billy Ray went to the well to get some water because the house didn't have indoor plumbing. And he reported that he saw a flashing light in the sky and that it was a flying saucer. And it landed ahead of him just past the tree line. He immediately booked it back to the house to, to tell everybody what he had seen. And this is where the accountings will split depending on the version you have. Either an hour after he saw this, he convinced uh, Lucky to go with him to investigate the craft. Or sometime not too long after he got back to the house, the dog started barking and going nuts. Whichever case it is, Lucky and Billy Ray walked out of the house. Of course, being good red-blooded Americans, they, they had guns. Right. Of course. What kind of guns? One of them had a shotgun, and the other one had a twenty-two caliber rifle. Yeah. That's not nearly adequate enough for dealing with aliens. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know that they knew what they were getting into ahead of time. Oh, yeah. Um, but uh, depend. It, it really doesn't matter whether it was the hour later they went to investigate or the dog was barking, because in both, this is where the store versions merge back together, is as soon as they walked out into the front yard, they saw ahead of them a creature on the ground walking towards them. I'm going to give this description in plurals just because there's supposed to be multiples of them. But uh, supposedly this creature uh, had its hands raised. It was about three to four feet tall, had clawed hands, was green, had short, thin arms, large yellow eyes, large pointed or bat wing shaped ears, depending on the version that, uh, that you come across, and a long, thin mouth. Being the brave men that they were, they immediately both shot at the creature. Duh. Yeah. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. If they managed to hit it, they apparently didn't do any damage because it jumped in the air, did a backflip, and then <laughs> ran into the woods. <laughs> I suddenly realized that these aliens might have wanted to be in the carnival. Maybe that's all they wanted. They just wanted to be performers they wanted in the their carnival. shot. Man. <laughs> Well, they got their wow. shot. Wow. Yeah. So, so after after both of them have shot at the creature and it's run away, they of course do the same and they run the back backflip. Yeah, done its backflip and mm -hmm. ran into the woods. Yeah. They of course turn around and run back into the house. Did they do backflips too, or no? No, no. Okay. They they oh. they just ran. Um, but they they of course then shut the door, uh, the screen door. I think that's going to do a lot of good. <laughs> it really does. Because here's the funny thing is that moments later, the creature popped its head up in one of the windows that, uh, of the house. And of course it had a scary face. And everybody, everybody freaked out. And so again, both men began to shoot at it <laughs> through the screen window. 
Man, you know, you ever touch up a gun indoors? Yeah. It's extremely loud. It is yeah. very loud. Yeah. Particularly yeah. guns like that. Yeah. Well, the shotgun primarily. The twenty two wouldn't be too bad, but the shotgun would be really loud. It yeah. Would be. And do a crap load of damage to, to the windows. And to your ears. True. Um, so, of course, they, they take their shot at it. They, the, the creature disappears from the window. They're pretty sure they got it. They run outside to see the body, at which point they discover there's nothing there. They apparently must not have hit it while they're outside. Uh, I guess they were kind of under the eave of the house. And as one of them stepped out from uh, under the eave, the creature reached its clawed hand down and tried to grab their hair, which, of course, scared the crap out of them. I can hear the sound, the soundtrack to this, right? (laughs) Where it's just like fever pitch of like, yeah! Uh, yeah. So so now for a third time, they these shoot. guys open fire, and apparently one of them must have hit it this time because it fell from the roof. Did it? Actually, no. It floated down from the roof, and as soon as it touched the ground, it ran away into the woods again. Doing backflips mm. the entire time. I'm no, sure. No, no, no yeah. backflips this time. Dang it! Only only that one time. Ah. Um. So <laughs> you think the alien would figure out he's not really welcome? Yeah. <laughs> These humans, they do the strangest well greetings. I don't understand it. Yeah, right? Um, So at this point, of course, Lucky and Billy Ray, they immediately run back in the house again and shut the door. And for several hours after the fact, the creatures kept popping their heads up in the windows or the doorway. And uh, the men kept shooting at them, which apparently would continue to have no effect. Yeah, and, and apparently, I read somewhere there were like, what, 15 or 20 of these things? Uh, there, There's reportedly, there were up somewhere between 15 and 20, yes. Yeah. Uh, at, at, all over the house. So basically, this house is surrounded by these things. It really sounds to me like it's extraterrestrial whack-a-mole at oh, this point. Yeah. When they're popping up in the windows and, and then disappearing. And they shoot every time they see one, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's a weird version of Duck Hunt. Yeah, it's kind of like, Nintendo quit game. it. Like, mm. get out of here. Stop <laughs> it. You're like swatting at flies. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> eventually, the, everybody, all 11 people in the house, they've had it. They've had enough. They can't take anymore. They all bolt for uh, the, the door, and they all run to the cars. They pile into two cars, and they drive to the police station in Hopkinsville. Hop- Understandably, the police are a little tentative and suspicious of their story. Uh, they're a little skeptical of what all these people are claiming. Uh, and from the reading I've done, there was a couple of factors that in, uh, eventually got them to go along, or, or at least possibly believe them. And part of that was the fact that everybody appeared to be sober. Mm. It wasn't as if anybody was sauce drunk. There was also the the fact that they appeared to be genuinely all very, very frightened. And, oh, there's the other thing, which is the police were worried about civilians having a gun battle in the middle of a semi-residential area. Which is fair. So, of course, they went ahead and they agreed to go investigate. So the police go to the property. Yeah. Uh, There's actually a lot of people who go to the property that night uh, to, to quote, unquote, investigate this situation. There's four local police officers, five state troopers, three deputy sheriffs, and four military police from Fort Campbell. You got to imagine that there's not a whole lot going on in that area of Kentucky. Kentucky? Yeah, this is probably like a big happen. And, you know, I think if somebody's like, no, but really... There's aliens. You'd be like, well, I'm I'm gonna go. 
Yeah. Jim, are you going? Oh, yeah. <laughs> cool. The thing to remember, though, is that flying saucers had just started to become popular. Mm-hmm. And most people regarded them as as fake, as just you know, this, this silly thing. So I, I find it very hard to uh, to imagine that that's, there'd be any other reason that the cops and all these guys... Just for fun. ...would have gone, like, we got yeah. nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, it sounds like the military officers, the military police were called in because of the fact that there was all this gunfighting going on. Yeah, I can imagine. And they were worried about needing support. Uh-huh. At least that's what the reading says. Right. Fair enough. So they they go there and everybody gets to the property and evidently in the time between when the family left and got to the sheriff's office and then came back, the ETs had beat feet. They had completely disappeared. They looked around. Uh, there were no signs of the aliens, or the only thing that there was signs of was bullet holes in the walls and in the screens. Good uh, marksmanship, by the way, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why you use a shotgun because you don't have to aim. Well, mm-hmm. they didn't. I mean, they didn't hit any of the eleven people that were in the house, so that's, that's good, pretty yeah. good. I, it it could have been way worse. It makes me think of one of those nineteen seventies or eighties comedy sitcom situations where the guy with the gun is pointing it forward and he he shuffles to his left and everybody else is grouped behind him so they're just they're moving like a dial so that they're out of his range yeah that's exactly what i have to imagine was going on probably Mm -hmm. i think think the kids were hiding under a bed weren't they yeah yeah Yeah. uh they had put the the three youngest ones underneath the bed for you know obviously good reason yeah Mm -hmm. that'll stop a bullet well it's mostly to keep them low to the ground joe yeah so of course the like I said they they search the place they can't find anything there is a there is a green glow reported uh on uh near a fence and it's said that that was where one of the creatures was hit by a bullet um so and, glowing green blood uh well it was that or some people in some things it'll say that might be where the the craft was at uh, I will ma- mention that when shot these creatures, it made a metallic sound, almost mm. like you know shooting another piece of metal. You know mm. that that ping, that iconic bullet ping. Mm-hmm. That's what it, the sound it, uh, apparently made. Other than that, they couldn't find anything, so they left at about two o'clock in the morning. Everybody said, "Sorry, guys, we don't see anything," and they left. Yeah, and everybody settled down for the night and tried to tried to go to bed uh, until about three thirty in the morning. When the ETs returned and began their antics of scratching on the walls and walking on the ceiling and popping their ugly little heads. Roof, maybe? Not ceiling? Oh, yeah. On the roof. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, And popping their little heads up in the windows. And this continued on until dawn uh, the next morning. So the morning of the 22nd, it eventually stopped. The authorities did come back that morning to the property. They wanted to investigate. And mostly what they were going to do is, or did, was they interviewed everybody and as police tend to do they interview you separately from the bunch the one thing about this is that everybody's story was almost 100 percent consistent they matched up it wasn't as if there was any wild you know variances between them 
I feel like that's almost more suspicious. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, you know, it's more like, all right, what are we going to tell the police? Than well, it, it is. Like, I think the this cops... is my recollection of it, and it's probably slightly different than you know all the other people's recollection of it. But uh, yeah, I think the cops, uh, you know, they would have they would have smelled BS if everybody's story had, had synced up perfectly. Mm, that's yeah, true. Yeah, they would have. And so they, they probably didn't. They're similar enough. Yeah. it's yeah. not like they're wildly different. Yeah. Which witness statements can easily be. You know, it's, he was wearing a red shirt. I think he was wearing a blue shirt. Mm-hmm. That oh, guy yeah. had a white shirt on. I mean, that yeah. happens, oh, but, yeah. but it doesn't appear that that was the case here. A couple of the people were asked to draw uh, the creatures. You know, can you can you give me a little rendering of it? And they all were relatively similar. They They had differences, but they weren't strikingly huge differences. And uh, that's it. Uh, the 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 ETs, the these little creatures, they never came back. They never came back to bother these people, and they were never heard from again. Were there footprints and stuff around? Nope. Okay. Mm-hmm. No little alien uh, Doc Martin prints. Okay. Nothing like that. No burn marks on the ground where their saucer took off. No burn marks on the ground where their saucer took off. Ah. So let's do this now. As I'm wont to do, I just told you the most inflated, fantastic version. Now let's clear up a few facts. Yeah. Because yeah. if you, if some people have been able to get a hold of all of the newspapers from the time in the area and other records, and there's a lot of things that aren't quite right in these in, in inflated versions. So to start with, uh, some of the stories say that the creatures themselves glowed whitish and that they glowed a brighter white when they were shot. And that appears to have been something that was inserted to the story after the fact. There's a couple of insertions that happen as the story spreads and people are rewriting the account. Shocking. Yes. That they, never happened. I know. Yeah. I know. We also said that the creatures were green. That was actually inserted after the fact. Uh, they actually were described as kind of a silver grayish color. Mm. So not little green men. Okay. As we talked about before, there was uh, there's reportedly between 15 to 20 little guys running around. According to uh, the statements, actually only at one point was more than one of them seen. And that was when one was in front of the door and another one was in a tree farther away. Other than that, they were always seen one at a time with no others around. So the number, again, seems to be an an addition. The story says that Billy Ray and Lucky were basically dumping boxes of ammunition into the walls of this house. Yeah, the brass was about six inches deep. (laughs) Well, actually, it turns out that's not the case. It's not? There was only a single hole in a single screen of a window, and that was consistent with about the size of a twenty-two caliber bullet. But there was just the one hole. But that was just the one hole. So Mm -hmm. it wasn't as if they were just shooting like mad. You'll see it said that the Air Force came out. Well, actually, the men that came out were from the Army. Uh, the Air Force does mention this event in their their documents on Project Blue Book. Mm, they, but every, just, they, don't mention, they don't say anything about it, though. Uh, every, well, they say a little bit about it, but everything they say about it is completely and totally dismissive. The Air Force doesn't take it in any way, shape, or form to be, uh, to, to be something valid to investigate or, or to even consider. There's the UFO, the one that Billy Ray said he saw. Turns out there are uh, there were meteor showers at the time in the area. Okay. 
The the Kappa Cygnids is a annual meteor shower that happens around the same time of year every year. And it was mm. about that time. And it was at that it was at that time oh. that particular year. So that would explain the light that Billy Ray saw. And like I said before, that you know UFOs were kind of the cool craze. So that's you can understand why he decided it had to be a UFO. And the only other thing is that weird green, green glow by the fence. Mm-hmm. It wasn't there the next day, and there was nothing, no sign of anything there. And it's believed that that was foxfire, which is a naturally occurring, uh, it's a, a fungus that's mm-hmm. bioluminescent. And so they think that maybe it was just foxfire that somebody saw, because foxfire grows on rotting wood. Sure, but so, why would it not have been there the next night? Somebody may not have seen it. You got to think about it. it. It's not as if it's a beacon of light. It's kind of dimly glowing. Sure. So if you stick your head next to it, you're like, oh, look, that's glowing. And then you know, 10, 15, 20 feet away, you don't really notice it anymore. Sure. That's a guess on my part. I mm-hmm. will completely admit because there's no description of what was at the site of where that Foxfire, uh, supposed Foxfire was. I sort of got the impression it was on a stick or, or something like that or a branch well it's on rotting wood so it yeah. had to be but uh, uh, from there i don't know the size or quantity or anything like that so i guess that means it's time to go to theories uh, yeah yeah so, we're gonna start with the most popular theory which is owls yeah it's a good one i mean i think it's a good one fairly reasonable who? Oh, exactly. Okay, sorry, I couldn't help it. Okay, the theory goes that Billy Ray worked up about reading about the flying saucers, as we were saying, saw a meteor and convinced himself and then everybody else that it's a UFO. And this is on his trek to get water from the well. On his way there, he encounters uh, the nest of a mated pair of great horned owls. They are either already upset and worked up or he does something that peeves them off and their natural reaction is to defend their nest. So they do that uh, just as owls are known to do. They, they fly in and they try and attack because at that time of year, they would have owlets in the nest. So there would have been young. Um, those young would have been about nine to 10 months old. They're nearly full grown at that point and probably about ready to leave the nest. Mm-hmm. But Parents yeah. can be very defensive. I've, I mean, we've also heard about how hard it is to live with teenagers, so you can imagine why these owls were so on edge. Yeah. Man. Just get them out of here. Yeah. Maybe that's what they're doing. They're coming out, coming out to ask these people to come over and kill their young. <laughs> Please help us. Sick of them. <laughs> Can't take it. So, so these, these owls, they follow Billy Ray. According to this theory, they, they followed Billy Ray back to the house at one point, one of them landed on the ground and began to walk towards the house. And in bad light, I can I can kind of understand this. Have you ever seen a bird that's shaped like an owl, you know, with the short legs and the, the kind of tall, stocky body walk? They walk weird. It's it's kind of a weird stilted movement and they'll they'll hold their wings out a little bit. Yeah, they're not really built for walking. No, they're they're actually rather terrible at it. But being owls, they're also exceptionally quiet when they fly. They make no noise. Did you guys see that uh, that article that was out? Oh, this was probably about a month ago about the sound of birds when they fly. No, I don't think so. And so, well, what they did is they had, I think it was three or five microphones. And so they would have like a falcon fly by and it would, you could hear it beating its wings and it would pick it up and it would register these, these decibels. And all these birds were making this noise. And then when the, they let an owl loose, 
almost nothing. nothing. Yeah. They are yeah. so quiet. They are so streamlined. Their feathers are soft. They glide a lot, so they don't make a bunch of noise. So you, you could see how an owl could glide in and land, and nobody would know it. Mm-hmm. I see that, yeah. And so, of course, at this point, the owls are upset, and they come walking up to the door, and they're pick, they're sticking their heads in the windows, looking at the people, and and great horned owls. Okay, I see the look on Devin's face. She's she's suddenly not so excited by this theory, but great horned owls do kind of match the description. They have little pointy ears, the the feathers. They have they're about three foot or so high. No. Great horned owls? No. Foot and a half, two feet. Foot and a half, most. And the largest ones are in like Alaska, and then the further south you go, the smaller they get. Their wingspans are about three feet. Great horned owls? Yes. I was literally just looking at it. Okay, because I swear I was reading that they they were that size. But you know what? It might not have been region specific. That's where I got tripped up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, you know, I mean, they're they're owls. They're weird looking. Uh, Have you ever seen an owl? You know how they turn their head? Uh They basically have no neck. It's just a giant swivel. And some of them have kind of this whitish line of feathers right there. So that could account for that that thin, long mouth that was described. I guess my... Sorry, I'm going to let you finish and then I'll just say my big problem with oh, it. Oh, no, say your big problem because I'm about to jump into the problems with the whole owl theory. Yeah, I mean, one of my big problems with it is that specifically great horned owls, but like most owls, really most animals in this world, when they are trying to be defensive or scare things away, they make themselves look bigger. Mm-hmm. And I know you guys have both probably seen these videos of great horned owls. They're just sitting there. They're cool. They've got their little like ears up. They're, you know, long. And then as soon as they're threatened, they just like hunch down and like fan out they puff they puff to make themselves look larger mm-hmm. because they're intimidated and they're trying to be intimidating back that's what i do so in a bad neighborhood me too <laughs> yeah i just I, pulled I, myself out yeah and i do this with my cheeks I go, mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> me too yeah, yeah i just want to look as fat as possible mm. but i mean if if the if the, this theory is that you know the owls were threatened so they were coming up they're not going to be at this like slim what you would see in the distance mm-hmm. on a bird photography it's going right. to be this like huge puffed thing. out wings out and it's not going to look anything like the description no that's my i mean that's my big theory with it also the size thing is a problem mm-hmm. the size is a problem the other thing is uh, if they had youngins that were you know getting old enough to nearly leave the nest and that obviously their nest was nearby for a long time and they would uh-huh. have been more and, used to it and yeah. people were walking back and forth and they, they never had a problem with it before why why suddenly that night well and and that's the thing is that i have the same question i don't know how long uh, glennie langford lived there but if there was a nest they had to be aware of it it can't be as if it, the, you know the, the owls just showed up because they reuse the nest year after year. So everybody should have known that they were there. My other problem with this is what do most animals do when you fire a gun? They go away. They're they, not going to keep coming back. They take off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, only the the most um, aggressive. Yeah, most aggressive and and motivated because like there's young right there who were in danger. Kind of animal, uh, you know, an animal will then really stick around regardless of that noise because they're trying to intimidate you back. But you fire a gun, the birds are going to go away. You yeah. would think so. Especially something like a bird. I mean, you fire a gun at a bear and you're between, you know, a mama 
and her cubs, she's probably going to keep coming at you. Oh, but yeah. But it's a bird and you're not right in, you're not in between them anymore. You've retreated to a space. They're probably going to be like, you know what? Never mind. Uh. This is dumb. I don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's enough about owls. Let's talk about the next theory, which is prankster aliens. Yeah. Is this, is this an actual theory people have or is this your own? This is my own. I'm making okay. this up. I mean, unless these people had some amazing white lightning in their barn, like this, this whole thing doesn't work for me to be true aliens because here's my problem with, okay, so the aliens are bored and they're going to have a, a high old time at these people's expense. But you know what has never happened? What? The description of these aliens has never been made anywhere else. Mm. So you would think that if they had come down and these little three or four foot tall, funny-eared guys had wandered around, I haven't seen a description that matches this. No other alien reported? Oh, well, yeah. the, with the claw hands and the big yellow eyes mm-hmm. and, and the thin mouth, like that description, uh, you know, you, you typically hear about the grays and the greens um, and then some other weird humanoids. But these guys, I don't, other than in cartoons, I mean, the, the aliens in this described really make me think of, um, you remember that cartoon Lilo and Stitch? Mm-hmm. The little character Stitch is who they make me think of, uh, you know, like almost as if they were an inspiration for it. But that kind of alien is, I, I've never really seen that description before and I haven't seen it since. Mm-hmm. True. Fair Which enough. you would think that if it was, you know, something that was going to happen, it would happen more often than once. I thought I had seen somewhere a different drawing that was like very similar to this description. I'm just trying to find it. It's not going to happen. No. But I thought there was one, but maybe I'm making it up. I think I'm probably making it up. You might be. I think I am hallucinating. You probably are. Smoking pot? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay. Well, let's move on to the third theory in the loop, which uh, this one is again, uh, uh, this is a speculation on my part. Um, This is that they were all on drugs. Yeah. Yeah. Because... I say that it's it, it, they if they're intoxicated in some way to come up with this whole weirdo scenario, it can't be booze because the police said that they didn't smell. Nothing indicates that they smelled alcohol or they seemed super drunk, which to me means that they must have been tripping in some way, shape, or form. There there are accounts that say that some beer cans were seen in a trash can or a uh, empty booze bottle was seen, but a uh, that is not proof that they had been consumed that night. Mm-hmm. Those things could have been there for a while. I had beer cans in my my garbage can for, you know, a week at a time. Yeah, yeah me too. So it, it's hard it's hard to say. And in the 50s, you know, there was marijuana was was popular, amphetamines were getting popular. Um the other one that would have been getting popular at that time was heroin, but in rural Kentucky, I wouldn't imagine that the last two would have been all that used. Unless we say, okay, well, we've got a couple of folks who are carnival workers, who are traveling carnival workers, then they could have gone to bigger metro areas and maybe been exposed and picked it up and then brought it back. And then everybody just had one raging party that somebody had a bad trip and it got out of hand or they all just kind of as a group went crazy. Well, this could be an MK Ultra experiment. It's about the right time. That's a good point. I, I mean, like it that. is the right time. It could be an LSD trip gone horribly wrong. I, I guess it's just it's such a weird place to have done that. Why? Splendid isolation. You know, these these people are out in the sticks. True, and, and there yeah. was a military base close by. So... And the military police came to investigate, and the army came to investigate afterwards. Okay. okay. Why would they do that if they were like, well, it's just owls, obviously. 
Yeah, well, maybe. The Owl Theory is actually relatively new, by the MK way. MKUltra, okay. I think. That's my new theory oh. is MKUltra. Like okay, yeah. all right, good, good. I'm happy. I'm glad you got that. Well, <laughs> yeah. There's also a variant on the, the they were high on drugs, and that is our favorite go-to theory, which is Ergot or Ergo. <laughs> uh, they is, got some bad bread. Well, that's the one thing because I mean, if they're doing some sort of drugs, then assuming it wasn't MK, it was not MK Ultra, then I would doubt that the that the adults would be giving the drugs to the kids, and the kids did. The kids actually saw these things too, as well as everybody else, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe so, but then again, if but they were hidden under if they're. If they're preteens, mm-hmm. then they're very, um, very easy to, to influence. Yeah. And if they were hidden under a bed the entire time, they probably didn't see them. They just were like, yeah, the adults said this was a thing. So that I'm, st- mm-hmm. I'm still lacking the, the whole bread mold theory. They were just high <laughs> on <laughs> accident. Yeah. By accident. Yeah. Um, I guess it's possible, you know, somebody used the wrong kind of mushrooms or something. Yeah, that, that's, yeah, well. that's a possibility. That, yeah. That's a possibility as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's anything could be, mm-hmm. If we if we move from there, we have the theory that a lot of uh, skeptics put out, which is that the whole thing is a friggin' hoax. <sighs> and again, I don't mean to knock on the folks who work for the carnival, but they're the ones who were pointed at a lot for the the theory because they would be the ones who would well, they'd be used to uh, to pulling one over on the um, on the marks. Mm. So. They they could have just been doing this whole thing for the lols. Just, hey, this is going to be really funny, oh and let's screw with these people. Please never use that term ever again. The lols? Yeah, please don't. But I lols all the time. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're uh, welcome. I'm very upset so, right now. That's okay. I'm used to it. So... It could be that they were just doing the whole thing as a prank and maybe... It got a little out of hand. It got a little out of hand and it, it got away from them. Or maybe the whole thing was just, you know, let's go ahead and screw with the sheriff's department. Except then the sheriff's department really believes it. I mean, I don't know. Do you know which one had the which gun? They're actually both of the dudes who had guns. Billy Ray they and were Lucky. Both, they were both carnies, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, Never they were mind. both the ones who worked on that. I was yeah. going to say, maybe it's, you know, Billy Ray says, you know, hey, Lucky, come look at this. Ha, ha, ha. Better grab our guns. And then Lucky starts shooting and he goes, oh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, crap. But uh, if yeah, they were both, the, I mean, they would have been in on it. Yeah, I mean, and, and the thing is, I, I, I never understand why people pull hoaxes if it is indeed a hoax. I don't get it, so I can't really rationalize what would have motivated them to do it. Just a other, prank, bro. It's just a prank. Other well, than the attention, I guess? Well, uh, you know, for, for, they didn't go to the authorities with the tale of a, of a massive gun battle, right? Correct. Only a few shots were fired. Um, and so maybe what happened is they had a little gun accident. They shot a hole in their, in their landlord's screen. And then they wanted to in the rental. With, in a rental. And they wanted to come up with a good excuse. So it's like, you know, we were under attack by aliens. And so I had to shoot through your screen. Please don't make me pay to replace it. Have you ever seen the hole that a twenty two caliber bullet makes? I'm it's sure Joe has seen it's that. It's teeny yeah. tiny small. Yeah. It is. I don't, yeah. I don't think that I would ever say anything to the landlord in hopes that they would never notice it. Good yeah. chance they wouldn't notice it. Yeah. yeah. So... It well, does seem like a lot of trouble to go to just to cover up one little boo-boo. Well, yeah, and that's the the only other thing that I could had come up with was as a justification was, you know, maybe they were doing something illicit that they shouldn't have been doing, like let's say they were poaching. And they realize that there's a neighbor who's going to squeal on them, and so they come up with this entire kooky story to explain the gunshots while they were wandering around in the dark poaching deer or something. But, ah... 
Like, why would you go poaching in the middle of the night like that, though? You're serious. Yeah. No, that's, that's the time to do it. You yeah. Know, the, the animals are asleep. You shine a flashlight. You've seen deer in the headlights. You know, yeah. they, they freeze. I just don't You think... shine a light and you shoot them. It's I think that's easy. silly. I think it's silly. It's yeah. easy hunting is what it silly. is. That's why people yeah. do it. it silly. It's us. It's such easy hunting. It's actually easy hunting the other way around, too. Because have you heard about those places where the game wards put a, a fake deer yes. up on the side of the road? Mm-hmm. And then people jump out of their car and shoot it. Yep. Mm-hmm. And get the whole thing recorded on camera. Yeah. Yep. It's quite Get beautiful. arrested. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty awesome. Um, but, I mean, that's the end of our theories. I mean, there's not a whole lot here because while the whole group has maintained what they saw what they say they saw they've never changed their stories there has like i said there's been the additions over time like there was an addition um that a couple of the people the next morning just up and packed up and left they all just left the place screw it we're out of here there's aliens which is not actually true mm-hmm. because Besides they were around. Aliens can follow you anyway. Yeah, they, yeah, got, they got, got better transportation. Yeah. But the, the, the fact that these people were all at the house and they were getting their photographs taken by the news. I mean, obviously they were still there. They mm. hung around. So there's Was a there a carnival additions. in town? <laughs> not that I know of. Oh, never mind. <laughs> mm. Were you going to say it was the Ferris wheel? I was going to say it was like uh, publicity. Oh, for... For the carnival they worked for. For the mm. Barker, yeah, whatever, 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 whatever. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I like that. Yeah. You so, guys got any other... Any I think ideas? it was MKUltra. Yeah, I'm going to go with that, too. MKUltra. Yeah. Okay. I think it's yeah. all for the lols. Oh, yeah. my God. All right. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, if you want to read about this story, we will, of course, have links to it on our website. The website is thinkingsidewayspodcast.com. Uh, we also have all, have all episodes up there to listen to, so you can stream or download from there. We are on iTunes, so if that is the way that you get your podcast, like a lot of people do, please take the time to subscribe, leave a comment, and a rating. A positive rating is preferred. That uh, would be good. Yeah, yeah if, if you've got a, a concern nice. or something like that, there's other ways to get a hold of us so we can discuss it. Send us an email. By the way, if they want to send us an email, is there a way to do that? There is, and I'll tell them that in a minute. Okay. Um, the other ways that you can listen to the episode, of course, are going to be on the streaming services, uh, which there's a whole bunch of them. Google Play's out there. There, uh, Stitcher, all these different apps for pulling them. So whatever you use, use it, enjoy it, subscribe. And if you can, rate through that, rate through that. We are on social media. So we have the Facebook page and the Facebook group, uh, both of which are really busy and having a lot of fun with. We are on Reddit. We've got the subreddit. And we are on Twitter. We are thinking sideways without the G in the middle. Uh, Devin's quite busy on Twitter. I was yesterday. <laughs> I, was, I was voted most patriotic podcast Twitter of uh, ever. Oh, you were? I was. Uh, I got to see By this. one whole person. <laughs> <laughs> I saw some of those tweets. Those are they pretty were good. Funny. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty good. Now, Joe had mentioned uh, how to get a hold of us, and that would be by email. The email mm-hmm. address is thinkingsidewayspodcast at gmail.com. So send in if you got a concern about a story or you want to talk about a story, let us know. That's the way to do it. Uh, you can send us story suggestions, uh, general accolades, anything like that. It all goes through there. Uh, we are also, uh, the other thing that I want to tell you about is the ways to support the show. 
if you are able to and you would like to, and for everybody who has, thank you. We do appreciate thank you. it. Yeah. We have two methods of support. Uh, we have, actually, I guess three. three. But we have PayPal, which you can do a one-time donation of however much you're comfortable with. We have Patreon. We're on Patreon, which is patreon.com slash thinking sideways. Patreon is an ongoing uh, donation, so it's per episode that we put out. You say how much you want to donate, and just be aware, it's by episode, and it also gives you the ability to limit how much you want to give in a month total, so it's totally under your control. And then the other thing that Devin was talking about is we have merchandise. Uh, so we've got both a Redbubble and a Zazzle store. Uh, so we've got T-shirts, mugs, stickers. I just put up a, a new illustration the other day. I'm really uh, so, excited about it. So we, we are slowly adding things to that store. So that is all available to you. And other than that, I think that's all the administrative details I have. Yeah. That's, that sums it up. Yeah. All right. It's time for us to get out of here. All right. Yeah. I got to go. I got to go work on my suntan. So yeah, thanks, ladies and gentlemen. And we will talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Who? Who?